Welcome to Weighing In on Happy, the only podcast that dives deep into discussions around weight, eating disorders, mental health, body image, intuitive eating, wellness, confidence, and so much more. Each week, you'll be coached through different stories and strategies on how to start living your best life today. So if you're ready, here's your host, Victoria Evans. Hey, you guys, I am super excited for this episode. Honestly, this is probably one of the favorites I've put together just because it has so much meaning for me and I learned so much and ultimately initially was writing it out in the journal and then deciding that, you know what, I really want to put this into a podcast and share kind of what I've learned and how I've grown. So my 10 lessons from a Bali love affair. I always think about Eat, Pray, Love um, when they said everyone has a little love affair in Bali and I, I had a little one, you know, I, I really am someone who's very reserved, very closed off, especially when it comes to relationships and so I decided to really just let myself go and go deep and be vulnerable and I learned so much from that experience and like I said, I want to share it with you. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, I told you about how I had gone up to a guy and asked for his number, which again, someone who's very reserved, very out of character for me, but in Bali, I've just had this new sense of confidence here, and I was like, you know, the worst that happens, he says no, and then I'm no worse off. So I went up to this guy and asked for his number, and it went really well. You know, I'd never been so open and so honest with someone so quickly, We essentially were inseparable all the time together. We talked about everything and anything, told him about my entire past with my eating disorders and mental health, and he knew everything about me, and I knew so much about him. It was really vulnerable to be in that position, but because I had never done it before, I thought, you know, Victoria, just go for it. And that's why it was really hard to process when it ultimately ended. So the other day I was hiking up a mountain, a volcano to be exact, and it was the most beautiful experience. You know, I cried as the sun came up and I felt so grateful for all the things in my life, including this new man who made me feel so loved and beautiful and accepted. And I couldn't wait to get back and tell him all about the hike and this cool experience I had where I just felt really alive and connected and I was going to show him all the pictures and... So when I got back to the van to go back, I opened a voicemail from him telling me that he'd basically gotten really drunk and he'd made out with another girl, but that he hadn't slept with her. And so a million things could have gone through my mind upon hearing this, and ultimately I felt myself immediately closing off to the idea of ever being open to love, being vulnerable, or trusting men. But I truly believe that in life we can either choose to be a victim Or we could choose to be a student and then a teacher. And so today, I want to share with you guys what I have learned from this experience. I want to choose to be a student and now a teacher of what has happened. So here are my 10 lessons that I learned from my Bali love affair. Number one, stop trying to avoid the negative feelings. So upon hearing that he had kissed another girl, I proceeded to tell the two other women who I'd been hiking with in a very cold and clinical way what had happened. You know, they asked me how I felt about it. And I said, you know, you kissed another girl and I told him I wanted something exclusive and I'm not okay with that happening. I already have trust issues. They said, okay, Victoria, but how do you feel? They asked again. 
And so for me, I was so caught up in the details. I was so caught up in trying to pretend that I was okay that I didn't even allow myself to process what had happened. I just went immediately to the reaction. So how do I feel? I actually felt myself drop into my body and I really listened to my heart. How did I feel? For so long, I'd always use food and exercise as a way to buffer myself from my emotions. I would keep things, you know, at bay. I would describe things in a third-party perspective instead of being the one it was happening to. I was able to keep myself numb, everything at service level. But that doesn't work. It doesn't stop you from feeling emotions, from downloading those emotions. It just means that they download incorrectly into our body. And they just end up coming up 10 times harder. I always think of like pool floaties. You know, when you're in a pool and you're trying to shove them down and they just come flying out of the water. It's the same thing with emotions. We can try to avoid them. We can try to eat our way out of them. We can try to buy cars, buy this, buy that. But the more we try to shove them down, the more we try to avoid them, the harder they just come up. So how did I feel? I felt hurt. I felt sad. I felt angry. I felt disappointed. I felt heavy. I felt tired. I felt embarrassed. I felt disconnected. I felt lonely. I felt scared. I cried. Upon allowing myself to cry in that moment and actually feel all these things, I realized that these negative emotions held no power over me. It was only trying to avoid feeling these emotions that was actually painful. So when I just allowed myself to feel them, be in it, and let them pass, it didn't hurt me. They say that emotions, you know, if you really allow yourself to feel them, they pass in 90 seconds. And so this was a realization I'd had before, you know, when it came to my body and food, but it was the first time that I'd had this realization about these negative emotions when it came to a relationship. And it was a huge lesson for me. In my recovery, I'd been really good at feeling all emotions since I knew the contrast of allowing myself to be really sad meant that I could really be happy. You know, I was able to live in this huge range of emotions as opposed to a limited one when I was choosing to numb myself out. Because if you fear negative emotions, then you can never truly feel positive ones. And so for me, I had only done this when it came to food and my body and self-worth. But now I was allowing myself to feel sad and hurt when it came to a relationship and with someone else. And instead of trying to paint them over and just describe what had happened in a very cold and clinical way, I was able to drop into my body and really feel what was going on. And by doing that, I allowed myself to just feel it, be in it. And then that emotion passed. The second lesson I learned was that by looking at the trauma head on, it stops it from becoming a limiting belief. So in my coaching, I talk a lot about trauma and traumas can be big things, little things, it can be anything. But essentially, your central nervous system knows that you're in pain. And so it'll do everything it can to avoid you feeling that pain again. So when this guy kissed someone else, my central nervous system knew I was in pain. And it said to itself, okay, we don't want Victoria to feel this way again. Let's form the limiting belief that men can't be trusted. So in the future, I'd be even more skeptical and closed off than it already was. And when I heard he'd kiss someone else, I felt my body already forming a shield around my heart to protect me from any future harm from men. But here's the thing about your ner- central nervous system and the work I do with my coaching. If you allow yourself to actually look at the trauma, you know, be in that parasympathetic state where you're resting and digesting, you're calm, you can process it. 
instead of freaking out, ignoring it, then if you're able to actually listen to your body and feel those emotions and move through it, then your central nervous system will realize that it's not a threat. It's not a pain worth remembering, that you can release it and move on without needing to create a limiting belief. But if we just try to ignore it, try to pretend we're fine, just push through it, even though we're not, that's when our body will hold on to this pain and try to prevent you from feeling it ever again. And I would have ended up being extremely closed off and extremely protective and defensive when it came to men. So I chose in that moment to look at the situation. With those two other women in the car, I acknowledged how I felt. I realized that it was okay to feel those emotions, that it was okay to be sad, that this wasn't painful, this wasn't bad, this wasn't a negative experience. And by doing that, I told my nervous system that we don't need to hold on to this. We don't need to create limiting beliefs that all men are terrible, all men are cheaters. And by doing that, I was able to release that trauma. I was able to move through it. And now I don't have that limiting belief that men can't be trusted. The third thing I learned was that the worst thing can happen and I could still be okay. I was terrified of getting into a relationship again and feared how I'd react if it ended badly. Would I slide in my recovery? Would it affect my self-worth? Would I start binging and purging again? Would I stop eating or heavily restricting everything I ate? There were so many unknowns and it was scary. And for me, coming from split parents, I grew up with a lot of trust issues around men. And my greatest fear was that a guy was going to cheat on me. And guess what? It happened. I was cheated on. But I'm okay. That's the shocking thing. I'm okay. I'm strong. I'm powerful. And the work that I've done on my mindset to strengthen who I am has fundamentally changed my life to the point where my greatest fear of being vulnerable, open to love, and then having someone cheat on me, it came true, and I'm still okay. I can handle it. And I cannot tell you how amazing it feels to know that the worst can happen, the thing that you fear can happen, and that you're still okay. It's so freeing. I feel so liberated and so unstoppable. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And I know this now to be true. No one can make me feel inferior. The worst things can happen and I get to choose how I feel about it. The fourth thing I learned was that there is a huge importance of having a support system. If I hadn't been around other strong women yesterday who supported me and helped me through this, I'm not sure if I would have processed it in the same way. For my entire life, I tried to be really independent, do everything on my own. You know, I don't need anyone else, but that doesn't work. And I learned that the hard way with eating disorders and mental health because they thrive in secrecy. They thrive in the darkness. They thrive in telling no one and being alone. And for a long time, being independent I prided myself on that. And honestly, it was kind of a cop-out to make me feel better about not having many female friends. I switched high schools and all throughout my life felt like there was something wrong with me. I didn't connect with other women. And so I closed myself off with the excuse of being an independent, powerful woman who's also an introvert to try to make myself feel better about this. But I've learned that that's not true. I was simply around the wrong type of woman. Now I'm connecting on a deeper level with women. I realize I'm good at going deep, engaging in stimulating intellectual conversations, and having friendships on that level, that deep level, 
versus just that superficial service level small talk where I felt like I could never get into it. So these two women yesterday who I went on this hike with, who I truly connected with and hugged me and just gave me this love and support and this light when this was happening, I was able to process what happened. I was able to know that I'm going to be okay, whereas I might have just retreated into myself. And so I learned it is so important to have people in your life who can hold you up when you need it. Now, this is a strength to lean on your friends and not a weakness. Yesterday, I never felt so loved and, by, and so supported by a woman in my life. And that in itself is one of the greatest lessons and things I took away from this little Bali love affair. My fifth lesson, he's just not my person. So he chose to go off and be with someone else. And that's okay. Because that just means he's not the right person for me. The right person for me is someone who loves me, respects me, and only wants to be with me. And with that, we are all doing the best we can. He was doing the best he could when we went off and was with the other girl. And I can't be mad at him for doing his best. It just simply means that I am moving on to someone else whose best is a better match for my best. I accept his decision. I accept what happened. I'm not judging it. I have moved on. Because at the end of the day, it just means he's not the person for me. Lesson number six, I can still appreciate the memories. At first, I was looking through all the photos of us together and was annoyed that I was going to have to delete a bunch of them with him in it or the ones that we had gone on adventures together because it reminded me of him. Then I thought, I'm not going to do that. We had an amazing time together. I'm, you know, I felt so loved. I felt so happy and connected in those photos and videos and those memories That regardless of what happened later on, it it didn't take away from that person I was in that moment, how I experienced those feelings in those moments. So those photos and videos and all that, it's not ruined because I get to choose how I feel about them. I choose to be happy because I was happy in those moments. And I won't accept thinking that it was a waste of time or a waste of energy trying to change how I felt in the past. I'm going to simply honor and accept those moments for what they were. And those moments were happy. Those moments were filled with connection. And that is what I choose to see in those moments instead of what had happened in the future after them. Number seven, someone's inability to see your worth does not diminish it. I posted this on Instagram while he and I were still together. Just as a small reminder to myself, that regardless of what could happen, I was still worthy. Then upon breaking up with him, the quote took on a new meaning for me. I also love this line that Brooke Castillo said. She said, you can be the best damn peach in the whole world, but some people just don't like peaches. I am the best damn peach. Victoria is the best Victoria, the best version of herself, the best peach. With this guy, maybe he only likes apples. And I can't take that to mean anything about how amazing my peach is. Yes, pun intended. I'm going to talk about my ass in that sense because I think that's funny. (laughs) Even though the quote actually is, you'd be the best damn peach. I always just think of the peach emoji. (laughs) Anyways, I will not fixate on what I can't change. You know, what I could have done differently to be a better peach so that he wouldn't have gone off and kissed the apple. But it doesn't matter because I'm the best peach and I'm not going to waste my life trying to change that. Number eight, I get to decide the reason why it didn't work out. So why do you go and kiss another girl? Because he couldn't handle how amazing I was, how strong I was, how smart I was, how I'm a badass entrepreneur, how I'm changing women's lives, how I'm independent, how I have a killer sense of humor, how my confidence is overflowing. 
I can decide that's why he kissed her. I can make that the reason why. Whereas old Victoria could have decided that was because I was too fat, that I was not interesting enough, that I was not feminine enough with all my big muscles, that I was too sarcastic, that I wasn't pretty enough, or basically any other negative language I could have possibly come up with. But the real reason that he didn't choose me, that he ended up with someone else, it doesn't even matter. Because the truth doesn't help you. And creating reasons and fixating on them will not help you either. So I get to decide the reason. And I suggest in the future that if you get to choose a reason, that you choose one that is empowering, that is serving you to continue to be the best damn peach instead of negative reasons where you try to berate yourself for not being an apple. So the reason why I didn't work out he couldn't fucking handle how awesome I am. That's the reason that I'm choosing. Number nine, stop people pleasing and set and honor clear boundaries. So I could have pretended that it wasn't a big deal to kiss someone else. It totally crossed my mind that I could just be super cool, super chill and open. Oh yeah, multiple partners. I'm super nonchalant about that. But that would have been a lie. That's not me. The thing is, once you start people-pleasing, once you start changing who you are, once you start becoming a different version of yourself to please others, you have to continue to be that person. You have to keep up that front. So I would have had to pretend that I was okay with that, that I would have to become this version of myself that is now is okay with having multiple partners and kissing other people. And I would have had to maintain that version in front of them for as long as I possibly could, for inevitably, I would have had to give in to the fact that this was not something I was okay with. And then ultimately, the relationship from there would have crumbled. You know, it would have been, but I thought you were okay with me being with other people when I never was. So you need to be honest. You need to be clear. You need to communicate and set boundaries for yourself. Because setting clear and honest boundaries around yourself in the relationship is the foundation of it. So if the foundation of what you need and who you are cannot be met, then don't try to force the other person to conform to that. You know, I can't force him to to conform to the fact that I don't want him kissing other women. Just like I shouldn't change my boundaries and who I am to conform to the fact that he wants to. For me, my honest truth, my boundary is that I want exclusivity. And for me, I honored that boundary by ending the relationship when that boundary was broken. Instead of trying to people please and pretend that the boundary was never there. Number 10. Everyone comes into your life for a reason, and you get to choose what that reason is. So I could have chosen that guys are dicks, they're cheaters, they're all bad, that I'm unlovable, that I can be cheated on, I don't deserve good things, I'm unworthy. Instead, I'm choosing the reason he came into my life was to learn all these lessons that I've laid out for you and shared. So through this Bali love affair, I've learned to stop trying to avoid the negative feelings in relationships. To look at a trauma head-on to stop it from becoming a limited belief. That the worst thing can happen, and I can still be okay with it. The importance of having a support system. That he's just not my person, and that just means I can go find who is. That I can still appreciate the memories we had together. That someone's inability to see my worth does not diminish it. That I get to decide the reason why it didn't work out that I can stop people-pleasing and set and honor clear boundaries in relationships. And that everyone comes into your life for a reason and you get to choose what that reason is. So you guys, the 10 things that I learned in my Bali love affair. I hope that you learned something from this. I know for me, it was super cathartic working through this and writing it out 
And honestly, I feel so strong and empowered and fucking amazing. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review. And if you want more information on my coaching where we cover things like this, lessons like this all the time, and I help you to heal your relationship with food and exercise and just find that balance again in your life where you do have the strength to learn from these situations and never feel like the victim and feel like the student and the teacher and just ultimately change your mindset at the core. So if that is something you're interested in, please check out my website, www.victoriaevansofficial.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Victoria Evans Official, where I'm always very active and love to connect with you. So shoot me a DM there and let's chat. All right, you guys, until next week, I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.